SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. of our two-hour extravaganza. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We got a new goal here on sports, on uh, on, on opposite picks. Uh, let's have one update where there's not at least one mistake. Can we get one? We we, we have different ones. We have two different ones. Uh, you know, okay, let, let's try one, just one. Uh, that, that's 10 updates uh, over the course of Monday through Friday. I mean, I don't know how they scored double-digit goals in every period yet. It was 8 nothing. Would they score 30 goals in 22 not count? <laughs> Uh, just like busting chops, uh, that's all. This is a dangerous day. This is like a podcast day. You know, this is, you know, topics for podcasts. It just keep it to sports and gambling, but it's tough. You know, you get Osaka that's doing what she's doing. You got Frank Clark who's doing what he's doing. You got the Mets who are doing what he's doing. Uh, you got poor uh, Jalen T- Twyman who's, who's getting shot not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. You got Carmelo's wife, uh, you know, filing a divorce, and you got another woman saying that uh, Carmelo is now the daddy of uh, two kids. Uh, you got Deshaun Watson not being, uh, you know, uh, interviewed yet from the NFL, which I find just amazing. Uh, you know, you got Becky Hammond going for a job. God bless her. I hope she gets it. You know, as a father with two that, that are both into sports, two daughters that are both into sports, I, you know, I'm all, go ahead, knock yourself out. Would it really work in the uh, NBA? You know, I doubt it. I, I, I You hate to say that, but do yourself a favor before you jump to conclusions about my opinion, which is just an opinion, oh, by the way. But Google Josh Smith slash Doc Rivers social media. Watch that. I'd like to play it for you, but there are so many N-bombs. You know, it's okay for the blacks to use the word, but the whites can't. It's uh, if we're, you know, if we're mixed here, the media just is just, you know, we're part of the, the right. We can't which I fully understand it would never use anyway. But uh, Josh Smith has as many N-bombs as I say hello. All right? I mean, so we can't play it. But he just crucifies Doc Rivers for, you know, he says it his way. I say it my way. But we both had the same picture. Doc Rivers couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. But watch that video and then tell me that that player would ever listen to would ever listen to any coach for that matter, let alone a female head coach. It, it's just I hope she gets a job. I think eventually she or, or a female will. I really do in our lifetime. And I and I mean when I say my lifetime, I'm thinking if not this year, next year, um, you know, if she ends up not getting a job, and there's no doubt in my mind that Popovich, when he retires, will hire her. So I would think within the next year, two, three years, we will have a female head coach, but I I, I got to see it to believe it. Under the right, 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 right circumstances, you know, when everything's going good, it would work. But when you hit a little bump in the road, as every team does, whether it's injuries, whether it's guys not wanting to play, whether it's just, you know, you're, you're playing poorly, you know, are they, are they going to listen? I, you know, again, they don't listen to guys 
So I, I find it tough to believe. When you look at the Josh Smith video and you get that as a representation of the NBA player, you come back and tell me that they would never listen to Becky Hammond. I, I, I kind of doubt it. I really do. But I hope she gets a shot because she's probably as smart as any guy X's and O's. We've seen enough dumb coaching decisions in the NBA. There's no reason to believe she can't be that. She can't do better than, uh, you know, Budenholzer. I think she'd be probably smart enough to put their best defensive player on the opposing team's best offensive player. We've seen some dumb head coaches not be smart enough to do that, right? So it's not about the uh, smarts. It's just about whether these guys really would respect her. And uh, maybe under the right circumstance, yes, but. Uh, good luck. So she's got a second interview with Portland. We'll see how things turn out. All right, opposite picks just getting underway. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. We do have our opposite picks coming up uh, in about the 30, 35 minutes. No NBA last night. Hockey last night. It was a blowout. So why don't we start with the hoops? We got game two tonight. Phoenix laying five, according to FanDuel, against the Clippers. Uh, no Kawhi Leonard. He's officially been ruled out. And uh, they also don't know about Marcus Morris. He might not play. He left uh, about five minutes into game one. Uh, They didn't necessarily miss him as that was a two-point game. But you just, you know, you begin to wonder. Um, I I do like reading into lines. And game number one, in which the Clippers were coming off that emotional game uh, six win, a crazy 25-point comeback against the Utah Jazz from Friday night. And less than two days later, literally, as they played Sunday afternoon, they were a a four-and-a-half-point favorite, or underdog. That was a two-point game with 20 seconds left. By all rightlihood, they should have covered the spread, but they didn't. But they could have easily won. Now, they're a five-point underdog. Five-and-a-half at some places in Vegas. Why would they, under normally tougher circumstances, playing, you know, 36 hours later, be a a four-and-a-half-point dog, play well, and now be a five-point dog, five-and-a-half in some circles. Boy, they are begging you to take the Clippers. They are really making it, you know, they're really teasing you with this line. Something tells me the Suns win big tonight. Uh, The Clips have lost two in a row. They'll open up a series two straight times. Uh, There's no reason to think they can't do it a third time, which is what would be the case if, in fact, they lost tonight, but... That seems awfully strange to me. They play real well in a difficult spot, and now they're an even bigger underdog in game two. Same two guys going to be out as in game one. And it doesn't appear Chris Paul will be playing for the Suns like he did in game one, although that's not officially been ruled the case, but I I wouldn't count on it. So I got a funny feeling it's going to be the – Phoenix Suns winning handily tonight. Opposite picks, hour two, just getting it away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I think it's a lot of it was because we won the game for sure. He was excited about that. It's always good to see his face. I, th- I, th- I just think it was based on the fact that we were able to win the game. And so, you know, everybody was in that winning game mood, obviously. And, and 
know, he and I have talked every day about our team and what we're seeing in other playoff games and just trying to improve. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. That's Suns head coach Monty Williams talking about Chris Paul, who's uh, trying to stay involved with the Phoenix Suns. I just wish they would come out as we spoke yesterday and just say what the real situation is. Does he have COVID? Doesn't he have COVID? Did he get vaccinated? Doesn't he get vaccinated? You know, when is uh, the the protocol going to be lifted? You know, the NBA can't say, all right, here's the deal. He's going to be allowed to play a week from now, three weeks from now, two weeks from now. I mean, um, it's that doesn't seem right. You know, one thing about the NFL, at least they're transparent on their injuries, or at least you know somewhat so. I mean, you have no idea. You know, if you're a gambler, you know, and you want to bet this series or even the Suns to win it all, I mean, you know, would you bet the Suns to win it all if you thought Chris Paul was going to be out three weeks? Probably not, right? Uh, but if you thought there was a chance he might return tomorrow, then you know, be a little bit more apt to to go ahead and lay the wood on that. So it's it's not it's not fair for the fan, not fair for the team. I understand for a competitive edge, but again. All the other sports, NHL is really not, but, you know, at least the NFL is anyway. Baseball is to a certain extent. They, they let you know what the situation is. Uh, you want to say it's a private matter whether he's vaccinated or not. I don't know why. Everything else is public in the world of sports. Why does that have to be a private matter? Um, and I don't even need to necessarily know if he's vaccinated or not. I just want to know when when is he going to be cleared to play. It's not an injury. Does he really have the COVID? I mean, none of this stuff has even been confirmed. It really is amazing. All these so-called insiders, you know, we're we're the mopes at the four-letter network, you know, who want to think that they own the world of sports and everything that happens, they have to be uh, taken uh, credit for. Well, where are they now with with this story? Here's something we need to know, right? When is the guy going to be able to play again, for goodness sakes? Is that so difficult with all the sources the four-letter network has, with all the great insiders? You know, every single story has got to be attributed to the four-letter network well where are they now come up with a story find out when the guy's going to be able to play find out if he has covid or if it's just him being near someone with covid find out if he is vaccinated man (coughs) i don't get it uh it is amazing though i must say you know we've uh, talked about this uh, ad nauseum throughout the nba season it is interesting to see the phoenix suns on FanDuel as as plus 150 to win it all you know, they were, forget 150, plus one. They, they were 15, 30 to one most of the year. And now they're down to plus 150. You know, if you listen to the program, you take my suggestions to heart, uh, you'd be holding on to a Phoenix Suns ticket at right around 25, 30 to one to win it all, as we told you to do many moons ago. So 15 to one bucks are your odds on favorite at uh, basically even money, plus 105. Suns are plus 150. Clippers are plus eight to one. And the Hawks are plus eleven to one. No love for the Atlanta Hawks. Although at eleven to one, they were thirty to one on Sunday before the uh, Philadelphia game. I remember doing that with in-game live with me and Joe Sunday afternoon. They were still thirty to one, and with that win, in fact, I remember saying, "Take uh, they weren't they were twenty-seven to one," and I remember saying, "Don't take the Hawks to win at twenty-seven to one if you think they're going to win. Go to players' futures." And you could have grabbed Trey Young at 31 to 1 to win it all. Because I said, listen, there's no way the Atlanta Hawks are winning the NBA championship unless Trey Young goes off, right? There's not another player. Then maybe for one game, 
maybe for even two games, you know, a guy could have a phenomenal game. But ultimately, if the Hawks win, it's because Trey Young goes for 30-plus. So you can't realistically make a case, I don't think, of the Hawks winning without Young having a phenomenal series. So you might as well grab Trey Young at 31-1 to to win the Finals MVP. And you still have a slither of hope that he goes off for 35-plus and the Hawks lose an NBA Finals, and you can still win your bet, unlike, you know, grabbing them at 27-1. Uh, to one. So uh, he's now down to 12-1. to one. It's amazing. One win over the Philadelphia 76ers, and these numbers have all come way, way down. You can get the Greek freak, who's really not Greek, at plus 115 to 1. Could you make a case the Bucks win without him being the MVP? Yeah. You know, Middleton uh, Middleton goes off. It's not worth it. You know, you're not really getting uh, that much more. Ten points more. Who cares? That's really not worth it. Devin Booker, 28 to 1. Or excuse me, plus 280. Versus the Suns plus one fifty. Um, I wouldn't do that because if Paul comes back, I can certainly see Chris Paul being a sentimental favorite, and uh, the Suns winning and Paul not, uh, getting the MVP versus Booker. So that that's not worth it. Clippers eight to one versus Kwai. They have or uh, Paul George rather at nine to one. Again, not worth it. Um, you know, Kwai could come back and still be the MVP. In fact, did they even list him? No, they don't. No Kawhi Leonard at all. That tells you the FanDuel clearly does not think he's coming back. Interesting. Um, so, you, you know, but I still could find somebody, find a way for them to win without Paul George being the man. So I would not do that. But, uh, like I said, it's just funny seeing the Suns at plus 150. Wow. Your uh, props for later on today? Let's see what we got here with the Clips game. Um, more wagers. Point totals. Um, well, they don't have it posted yet today. That's interesting. All right, we'll have to check that back in about a half hour or so. But for some reason, um, I don't see Phoenix, right? More wagers. player. Oh, there we go. Player points. There we go. Uh, what do you think uh, Paul George is? Without looking, I would say tonight, semi-must win for the Clips. Right around 28, 29, 29 and a half. I'll go 29 and a half. 30 and a half. Yeah. I would never bet Chris uh, uh, Paul George to go over 30 and a half points. Never in a million years. Devin Booker, I would say without uh, Chris Paul, I would say 32 and a half for Booker. 31 and a half. Eh, I know my stuff. I can be a, a bookmaker. Um, would I go over that? Yeah, I, I would, but I wouldn't. You know, I, I don't like having a bet guys score 32 points. That's a lot of points. That's a ton of points. DeAndre Ayton had a pretty good game one. He's at 15 and a half. He, he's not that big a scorer, to tell you the truth. I, I'd probably go under there. Jay Crowder. Terrence Mann, we've been playing his under. Uh, let's see. He goes off for 39. He had an over-under of 12 and a half, and he got nine points. He should have a little bit of a bounce back. I bet they posted it at 10 and a half. 11 and a half. Yeah. Now he might have a second decent game. The, the first game, you know, they, they uh, guarded him. Now it might be, okay, it's Terrence Mann again, so we don't have to guard him that well. Uh, Marcus Morris, I'd stay away from. You don't know if he's playing. He's 11 and a half, and uh, that's really it. I mean, there's, there's no uh... – oh, Reggie Jackson. Let's do Reggie. I would think he would be uh, right around 18 and a half, 19 and a half, and yeah, 19 and a half. 
might go over on him. He, he might need to pick up the slack here for the Clips. But I do think the Clippers are in trouble. I, you know, I buy into uh, lines, uh, and the fact that they're five after you know being fairly competitive in a six-point loss, definitely it was a two-point game um, with 20 seconds left. Uh, it's very, very surprising that that line went up today. So no Kawhi. Morris is banged up. No word on whether he's going to play. Doesn't look good with a sprained knee. And um, Chris Paul, no word officially on Paul, but uh, by all accounts, he will not be playing. Did you see what happened? You know, I, I didn't bring this up, and I meant to. And I wish I would have because I could have said, I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. Remember the guy that got into the fight? Uh, we did bring it up originally. Guy got into a fight uh, at the end of the Denver series, the Phoenix Suns uh, fan. He was in Denver for game four. He's got the Suns jersey. He's from Denver. And he gets into a fist fight, beats up some guy who, you know, sent out a video saying he wasn't really hurt. Who cares? Whatever. So the Clippers' Devin Booker wanted to celebrate that guy and gave him tickets to one of the games of the Clippers series. And I remember thinking at the time, I don't know if it's the smartest thing in the world to be celebrating a guy who's getting into a fist fight in an arena. Well, I'll explain why once again, Mr. Vegas, yours truly was right again. That's coming next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. update the poll question one more time. Which pitcher figures to break Major League Baseball's foreign substance rule first? Uh, every slash any New York stanky continuing to lead the way. It's a beautiful thing. 51% of the vote. That's Jacob DeGrom uh, getting just under 10%. LA's Trevor Bauer getting 29% and other getting a 9.5% of the vote. Go to your opposite picks feed. Uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that one more time before we are through. It will be posted, though, all day long. Yeah, Back to the, uh, the NBA here real quickly as we uh, prepare for tonight's game. You know, I, I thought that was a bad idea. You know, intentions good by Devin Booker rewarding his son's fan for uh, being able to stand up on his own and uh, support the team in Denver. Uh, he got into a fight, though, in the stands. That That's not, you know, you, you don't really want to reward that guy. You, you may, you know, sadly say, okay, good job. I appreciate it. But they went out of their way to uh, promote this guy who was on every social media event in the world since then, pretending that he's some kind of hero. So what happens uh, following the game one on Sunday? Eh, there's another brawl in the stands, this time in Phoenix, between Clipper fans now and Suns fans. And if you don't think that had anything to do with what happened the other day, you're kidding yourself. You know, if the Suns poo-poo what happened the other day and say that we don't, uh, you know what, we're going to not uh, reward this guy by any stretch of the imagination, um, you know, and say that doesn't happen here in Phoenix and we want our fans to uh, to be, uh, you know, acting normal, blah, 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 then probably what happened Sunday doesn't happen. 
But you know what? It does. There's this big brawl in the corridor between, uh, you know, Clipper fans and Sun fans. You know, they're going to get into a brawl. This thing's going to get nasty. It's going to get ugly. You know, no security found at all in the video of this latest fight. None. I'm telling you, you get four, five, six, seven fans versus four, five, six, seven fans of the other team. And, uh, you know, you get guys like Frank, uh, you know, good old Frank Clark uh, walking around and driving around with Uzis. You know, how long before someone pulls a knife or someone pulls a gun and someone seriously gets hurt? You got to be careful nowadays. You know, you shouldn't have to worry about your health when you go to a basketball game. You know, you should be able to just go and root for your team, whether it's the home team or not. And, and uh, you know, try not to drink too much and then, you know. I, I could see a parent saying, you know what, I'm not going to a game. You have free tickets? I don't care if they're courtside. I'm not going because uh, I'm afraid when I walk out of the arena, I'm going to get mowed or I'm going to get jumped. I'm going to get punched on. I'm, you know, who knows what? It's crazy. You, know, you got to get more security. These teams are multi-gazillion dollar outfits. Get a bunch of security members. You know, you pay them $2 an hour, for goodness sakes. You know, they get to watch a game for free. It's as simple as that. So. Hopefully nothing happens uh, later on tonight. But uh, the uh, Suns are a five-point favorite. 76ers, by the way, a seven-point favorite for game one tomorrow night against Atlanta. Still no love for the Hawks. Uh, they say 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, rather. Milwaukee Bucks, seven-point favorite. Over-under 227. Over-under tonight is 224 and a half. You know, I like the under in game one. It didn't turn out. And I think I'm giving up on the unders in Clipper games and Sun games. Uh, I, you know, with or without Kawhi and all the others, I, I you know what? You just got to keep on playing the overs. Um, I, I don't think they're going to change their philosophy any. And as far as the Bucks and Hawks, I'm surprised that line is as high as it is. You know, Atlanta's done a pretty good job. You know, they beat the Knicks twice in Madison Square Garden. They beat the 76ers three times in Philadelphia. I mean, they got a winning record on the road this year. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, uh, the, the only right, the only loss they have uh, two losses. They lost game two to Philadelphia, and they lost game two to the Knicks. Other than that, if uh, my calculations are right, they're five and two on the road. You want to give me seven points? I know it's a tough spot, um, but I'm done doubting the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, they have a good a chance to win this as as any team. A plus two forty five on the money line, over under of two twenty seven for tomorrow night for the series. Bucks are minus 460. Wow. You get 360 back on Atlanta. That's a, that's a decent number. You get a split out of the first two games, and uh, I'm guessing that line would drop down to about 3-1, um, to one, minus 275 or so. I, I bet it would come down about 175 points. And I don't think this. I don't think the Hawks are going to roll over here. I, you know, they, they haven't given us any indication to make me think that they would, uh, despite all the flaws of the. You know, see, the problem is people put more credence into Philadelphia leading by eighteen in Game Three and leading by twenty six in Game Four or uh, four and five, four and five, uh, than they do the Hawks winning those games. And that, that's really the case. It's not the Atlanta Hawks won Game Four and Five. It's that Philadelphia blew big leads. Well, because Philadelphia blew a big lead, you think, okay, they really should have won those games by double digits, which means the Hawks really aren't any good. But don't don't let yourself fall into that thinking. You know, we've seen leads like this go all the time in the NBA. There's a reason why the games are four quarters. Those were no flukes. Right? You know, maybe Philadelphia let their guard down in game uh, four in Atlanta. Maybe. 
But, you know, you do that two games in a row. That's not a flu. You're the better team. You win a game seven. You're the better team for that series anyway. You just are. And, and listen, when you look at the Hawks' record second half of the season when they put Nate McMillan in there, they had the best record in the East. The bad 33-13 and 13 or 33-14. and 14, I got it written down here somewhere. So it's no fluke. Um, I hate this expression. You know that. But I'm going to fall into the trap. Getting the Hawks at plus 360, that's good value. All right? I'm banking on them splitting the first two games, finding a way to win one of these two games. And, uh, again, dropping that line way down. And then if you wanted the heads the other way, you can. But, I, I they, listen, they got a fighting chance. Absolutely, they have a fighting chance. As for Philadelphia, real quickly, uh, Doc Rivers yesterday saying that, uh, you know, he believes in Ben Simmons. I find this interesting. You know, this is full of baloney. That's what this is. I'll read you the quote. Talking about Simmons and having to fix uh, his shooting problems and everything else, right? Um, well, they're going to work on it this offseason, as the Philadelphia Sixer fan has heard the last three years. But this year, he says they're going to do it the, the right work and do it the right way. Quoting, I believe without going into detail with what we're doing, I believe we know the right work is, or what the right work is, and the right type of work, and the right way to do it. You can do the work all the time, but if it's not done in the right way and the right type of work, you may not improve. After being here a year, I really do believe we identified what and how, and now uh, we have to do the job uh, and do the part. We have to work to do it. It's not going to be an easy job, but it's definitely a job that Ben can do. Um, you know, my first question to Doc would have been then, if you don't want to say what the right way was, what was the wrong way? You know, if you say you don't want to go into detail on what uh, they're going to do, okay, what were they doing then over the last three years when this guy stunk as a free throw shooter and, and failed to take shots left and right? What were they doing? Were they not doing any work? Were, are, you, are you fibbing on that? Did he not care at all? You know, what? What, why are you afraid to say what the right way is? Why, why, you know, listen, the whole city wants to ship this guy out of town. You know, why not explain what he's going to be doing this offseason? Unless you don't really know. Unless you're just trying to appease the Philadelphia 76er fan and say, well, don't expect this next year because he's going to be better. And they go into the assumption he will work on something. But to me... There's no reason to keep it a secret. I, you know, listen, he's going to switch hands. He's not going to go a lefty. He's going to be a righty next year because he's ambidextrous. Supposedly, he could have the, the ability to shoot either one. Uh, we're going to switch hands. Right? We're going to have him, uh, you know, go see a shrink so he can be more confident. We're going to, you know, wh whatever the case may be, what what is it? Why, why can't you tell us what it is? And I don't, uh, you know, the days of me believing head coaches without facts, I, they're over, you know. This Tua Tags thing really was my final straw. All we heard last year was how great a teammate he was and how hard a worker he was, and uh, you're never going to outwork him, first guy in, last guy out. We heard that a gazillion times as Dolphin fans, and then we find out a, a couple of weeks ago he was the last person in and the first guy to leave, and the teammates, he didn't get along with the teammates, or he didn't at least embrace himself to the teammates. Everything we heard for months about this guy was completely a lie. So when I hear a head coach tell me, well, he's going to do it the right way, but we're not going to go into detail, you know what? I don't buy that. I, I just don't believe it. Uh, I don't think he'll be a Philadelphia 76er next year. Uh, reports are that uh, Daryl Morey, the new GM, is looking to build on the team. And uh, I, I said this before, 
so others can pick up on this story. My guess, and it's just a guess, is he's going to call up his old buddies down in Houston. More, I used to be GM of the Rockets, obviously. And John Wall is clearly available. He's got a year left on his contract. He can opt out after next year. No doubt he will. He's already, you know, suggested he will. So would you, if you're a 76er, send Ben Simmons to the Rockets for John Wall? You know, you got to hope that Wall will resign. But if you want to get a big-time, big-time player, that's where you go. And if you're the Houston Rockets, it makes sense because now I got a young guard I can build around and, uh, you know, be the point guard there. He's locked in the contract for four more years and uh, albeit a major, major bucks. But that's not a bad deal. That, that's actually, you know, if you could pull that off, does Wall have anything left coming off this, the season and the injury that he had last year? Um, you know, if you really, really want to win, now you put the wall with, uh, you know, uh, all the other cast of characters that they have. And that's that's a pretty good Philadelphia 7. That's a team that could compete now against the Brooklyn Nets, a healthy Brooklyn Nets team. That's what that did. You talk about star power. And you talk about, you know, kind of taking over the Eastern Conference. And Bede and Wall and Tobias Harris, that's a pretty good one, two, three. I would do it as long as we found out Wall was really healthy. But I don't know if the 76ers will. We'll see. All right, opposites of picks coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204, and your local affiliate all around the nation. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable five minutes of radio opposite picks. What are opposite picks you newbies ask? Well, we give you five, six, sometimes seven games a night. Five, six, sometimes 7,000 reasons why we like one team. And then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, Nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas and FanDuel. 3-3 three and three last night, so not too bad of a start. 309 up, 293 down for our season. Got a six-pack of winners for you tonight. We'll start in the NBA. We got Phoenix laying five versus the L.A. Clippers. Very telling that this line went from four and a half in game one to five here in game two, despite the Suns barely winning game one. I've said it many times, though, after playing their emotional game six series-clinching win Friday night against Utah, they play game one on adrenaline. It's game two that they're really in trouble, both physically and mentally. No Kawhi Leonard for the Clips. Maybe no Marcus Morris as well. Clippers did rally from 2-0 deficits twice already this postseason, but they may have finally hit a wall. Suns had the second-best against-the-spread record in the NBA. 
They covered somehow or another game one. You know what? I like Phoenix even without Chris Paul. They got the mojo. They got the karma, not the L.A. Clippers. Well, again, I think it kind of hit a wall. I think they're done. Give me the Clippers plus the five. Pick number two, Montreal plus a goal and a half at Las Vegas. You know, Vegas may win this game. Might even be a blowout, but... I'm not about to lay 240 in any NHL playoff game, especially not against the Canadians, who are 9-2 and two their last 11 games. Yeah, believe it or not, 9-2. and two. They have been on fire after falling behind three games to one to Vancouver. Uh, since then, they won three or, uh, to uh, Toronto. Since then, they've won three in a row against uh, the Maple Leafs to win that series. They took uh, Winnipeg out four straight, and now they're 2-2 two and two against Las Vegas. Added up, 9-2. and two. It took overtime for Montreal to win game four. Montreal, though, not rolling over, or uh, Vegas to win game four. Montreal's not rolling over in this series. You know, they won game two in Vegas. Tempted to take the plus 220, as they can win this game, but I'll grab the goal and a half uh, at basically even money instead. Pressure is all on Las Vegas. Canadians maybe win outright. And give me Las Vegas minus the one and a half goals. Pick number three, baseball. White Sox minus 170 at Pittsburgh. Automatic play on the White Sox. Why? Because Pittsburgh sucks? No. Because the White Sox are in first place? No. Because the White Sox have ace uh, Lucas Giolito on the hill? No. This is an automatic White Sox play because the Pirates have lefty Tyler Anderson on the hill. Chicago's an amazing 28-6 and six versus left-handed starters the last two years, including 15-4 and four this season. Throw in Anderson does suck. 3-7 and seven with an ERA right around 5. Sox win easily over the last place Pirates. And give me Pittsburgh plus the 150. Pick number four, Houston minus 190 at Baltimore. Right back on the Astros tonight after they won last night. They remain red hot. Orioles remain ice cold. Astros have won 12 of 14, including eight in a row, while the Orioles have now lost 11 of 12. They're in last place in the AL East. Astros first in the AL West. Astros, a Zach Greinke on the hill. Orioles have some stiff 2-8 Jorge Lopez. Good grief. This has got 10-2 again. Astros ridden all over it. Love Houston. Eh, give me Baltimore plus the 170. Pick number five, Seattle minus 150 against Colorado. Another automatic play. I told you this a zillion times. Take the thinking out of this thing. And don't make it more difficult than it has to be. Forget about who's pitching. Uh, it doesn't matter the Rockies have a guy with an ERA over nine pitching while the Mariners have uh, six and three, Chris Flexen on the hill. Seattle is 23 and 15 at home this year. Pretty good. Rockies, a god awful, almost impossible to believe, five and 27 on the road. That's a 30 game swing. Seattle eight over, Colorado 22 under. I mean, you'd have to be the biggest moat, moron, muttonhead, meathead, mush, bird brain, basket case, blowhard, dunce, dim with dork, dope, fool, twitch, jackass in the world to put American money on Colorado on the road. Yeah, give me Colorado plus the 130. Pick number six, Milwaukee laying a buck 45 at Arizona. Yeah, I'm going right back on the Brewers. They did lose last night. 
Uh, that, that snapped Arizona's 17-game losing streak. There's no way, no way in the world the Brewers can lose two in a row to Arizona. Can they? Can they actually go into Arizona and lose the first two games uh, of a series against a team that's lost 17 in a row? No way. I just, I got to see it to believe it. I know a lot of guys like to bet on teams that break long losing streaks or bet against teams that have their winning streak snapped, but not me. I'm going to go right back on the Brewers. Love Milwaukee Lane, only a buck 45. Give me Arizona plus the 125. Opposite picks. Little baseball, little hockey, little NBA. NBA Clippers plus five. Hockey, Las Vegas minus a goal and a half against Montreal. Baseball, Pirates plus 150 against the White Sox. Orioles plus 170 against Houston. Colorado plus 130 against Seattle. And uh, give me Arizona plus the 125 to make it two in a row over Milwaukee. Opposite picks for this Tuesday, June 22nd. All right, we'll post those on the website. Again, 3-3 three and three yesterday. We had winners with the uh, Lightning, the Padres, and the Diamondbacks. And we had losers with the Atlanta Braves game number one against the Grom, the Orioles, and the Oakland A's. So 3-3 three and three in the uh, first uh, day of the week. All right, let's go to our uh, pyramid plays, shall we? We always uh, do that for you. Uh, yesterday, no games in the NBA. Lost out on that under Tampa Bay Islanders, obviously. Uh, lost out in our over Verlamov says as he got yanked in the first period. I figured Tampa Bay was going to come out flying, but I didn't think Varlamov would get yanked uh, in less than a period. So our over says for him uh, was wiped off the board and, and lost. Uh, baseball, we went with Milwaukee minus the 135 against Arizona as the best play. Brewers stink. And then uh, playing only one, I said go with the Brewers. Keep playing until Arizona wins. Yeah. Unfortunately, they won. So uh, not a good day. 0-4 with our plays. No WNBA games last night. So today, where are we going to go? I do like Phoenix. Uh, I I like the clips, or I like the the over in the game as well. So, over, you know, we're going to go over 224. I I think ultimately, I don't like putting over-unders in in the opposite picks, but uh, as much as I like Phoenix, I think think it's going to be a high-scoring game again. It went way over the number, game number one. Um, Clippers may try and change things up a little bit, but Phoenix at home, they, they've been an over team this postseason. So we're going to go over 224 as our best NBA play. NHL, I'm going to grab the, the Canadians as we did with our opposite picks plus a goal and a half. Tempted to take the plus 220, but you know what? If we only win it as a straight bet, uh, so be it. I'll take the goal and a half. Props, we're going to go over uh, three shots on goal. Shea Theodore. Uh, for uh, Mont- uh, for uh, Las Vegas. Baseball. You got a number of games, but I'm going to go to, to Houston. Minus the 195. Uh, Baltimore stinks. They're, they're just uh, awful. And with, with Granke on the hill um, against a guy who's 2-8 and eight or 2-9, and nine, whatever I said he was, uh, Jorge Lopez. I mean, Houston's playing great. They won now, I think, 10-12. You know, the Orioles uh, have lost uh, the gazillion games, so... I can't imagine Houston losing this game. Give me Houston. And if you're only going to play one, the Astros. Astros are the play. So I think that's our best bet on the board tonight. The Clipper game should be fun to watch. The hockey game should be a little more competitive, hopefully, than last night's game. Um, I like the over props on Theodore, but ultimately, I just don't see the Astros losing to Baltimore. Our six-club parlay, 
Unfortunately, we lost the fourth leg. Eh, again, stinking Milwaukee. I knew we had them too many times. They was well, we were all on the board on the Brewers. Eh, so we uh, we lose that one. That was the fourth team. So our profits uh, fall to six thousand three hundred thirteen dollars, and we go to uh, five and forty two now. So erase that. So we're gonna start a new one tonight. We're gonna go with two teams. A rare double header. Could start two new ones, but no, we're, I'm, I'm really confident in these two teams. I really, we're going to put, uh, this is parlay, six club open parlay number 46. We're going to go with the Astros, minus 195 against Baltimore. And we're going to take the White Sox, minus uh, 170 against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, and uh, if we lose both, then we lose both. If we lose one, then we, in essence, lost both. But uh, we're going to try and go 2-0 and here, uh, a rare doubleheader. Could start another one. Um, I don't really like any underdogs. We you know every once in a while we'll start an underdog parlay, but could go with Montreal mm, plus one ninety uh, now. Uh, but I, I think I'm going to lay off that. Could take uh, the Clippers, but I I don't like them tonight. I just don't. I think they're uh, I think they're going to lose tonight. Baseball wise. I don't see any really that jump off the page. Stanky's big favorites. Uh, Mets are pick them. Red Sox are pick them. Tigers and Cardinals. Uh, that's basically a lot of pick them games tonight. Uh, Miami, Toronto's pick them. Texas, yeah, they're only getting plus uh, 126. And uh, they're not worth it. Uh, the Giants, I would say, against the Angels, but they're, they're only getting plus 110. Uh, that's basically pick them. So, you know, if anything, you'd probably go back to Arizona with Zach Allen on the hill, to tell you the truth. Um, so no, we'll just uh, we'll leave it at the one. Uh, we'll put two in there. Houston minus one ninety five versus Baltimore, and uh, the White Sox minus one seventy against Pittsburgh. So now, if you happen to you know don't have six uh, team open parlays, you're going to have to do an if bet. You know what an if bet is? All right, little educational uh, segment here. You take you should you should be allowed to do an if bet, and what that is is. You take Houston on top, we'll say, put $100 on them to win basically 50 and then you, if you take that same $100 on the White Sox, $100 to win right around 65 or so at minus 170. So the White Sox bet doesn't kick in unless the Houston bet wins, hence an if bet. Uh, they do allow those. So that's what you're going to have to do if you have to go game by game versus an actual open parlay like we've been doing. So that's how we'll play that uh, in those cases. And our campaign for FanDuel to have open parlays continues here. we got to get the boys on board with that stuff because those are fun. They, they actually are, you know, and, and you do you do have an advantage. As you can see, up $6,300. Uh, oh, even though we only hit five of them out of 47. But it seems like we've had more success than that, you know. But when you hit them, you hit them for 3000 bucks on a $100 bet. So that's why they're they're a lot of fun. Uh, our baseball trends uh, we, we gave out again. Arizona, uh, you know, they uh, snapped their seventeen game losing streak. Baltimore though has lost eleven of twelve. Hence, we're going with Houston. Texas, despite the win last night, still is only four and nineteen. Their last twenty three. Uh, Kansas City is three and twelve. Their last fifteen. They have a begin a series against the Stankies. If you want to go against them. Uh, Pittsburgh is two and eleven. Their last thirteen, and we're going with the White Sox in a series against them. Colorado five and not only are again are, are the Rockies five and twenty seven on the road. Now you don't have to tonight because Seattle's a uh, only a minus one fifty favorite, 
But Colorado has lost 24 of those 27 losses by two runs or more. I mean, they are just like setting all kind of futility marks on the road. I mean, it's bad enough you're 5-27. and 27, But you've lost 24 of those 27 losses by two runs or more. Man, that is just bad. I mean, that is just... Again... Let me see the ticket of some guy betting Arizona and Colorado and Baltimore tonight. You know what? I'm going to put it into a parlay. And when we come back, I'll let you know if you bet like the biggest, four biggest dogs tonight, I'll let you know how much you'd win if you want to do like a $10 parlay just for a goof. Uh, That's next. Opposite Pick Sports Good Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start a new segment here. Every day, we're going to take the top five underdogs and put them in a $10 parlay. So tonight, and listen, we're not going to hit this every single time, obviously. Uh, you know, If we hit one, we'll be lucky in our lifetime. Uh, but it does happen. At once a season, this does happen where all the big dogs come in. So we're going to take the Pirates plus 152, the Orioles plus 166, the Diamondbacks plus 130, the Rockies plus 144, and the Canadians plus 190. Uh, All those fan duel lines. If they all come in, we're winning uh, $1,080. Not bad. For a $10 parlay. Now, uh, and those are relatively small dogs. I, I, I thought the Pirates would actually be more. Uh, same thing with the Orioles. Diamondbacks, no, a gallon on the hill. Rockies, uh, you know, it's it is Seattle. Uh, but you know, we'll, we'll keep track of that. Let's do that for like a month uh, and then see if we can hit even one of these. So for $10 a day, it's worth your entertainment. Uh, Pirates, Orioles, Diamondbacks, Rockies, Canadians. I know it's going against all our other picks, but that's okay. Uh, this is completely separate of that. So across uh, your fingers and any kind of luck, we hit one of those, like I said, uh, one of these days. Our uh, poll question one more time, which pitcher figures to break Major League Baseball's foreign substance rule first? Uh, Eddie slash every stanky leading the way at 53% of the vote. It's a beautiful thing. Trevor Bauer getting 29%, Jacob DeGrom getting 10%, and other getting almost 8% of the vote. Go to Opposite Picks to get your vote in. And we'll update that tomorrow morning. All right, so you're all set. Go to the website and uh, check out all the picks in case you missed them and all the trends. I'll post them there, oppositepicks.com. Have yourselves a great Tuesday, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Grid Radio. 
Sirius XM, Channel 204.